but we're continuing with a, with a specific topic. I want to read you Luke 10, uh, 38 to 42. I'm going to uh, just press that button. Luke 10, 38 to 42 in the NIV. I'll get to the sermon title just now. And beautiful passage. Let's see what, uh, what Luke penned for us. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Good, uh, noble, noble thought. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Like, come on, I'm doing this alone. Martha, Martha. I'm sure that's maybe something, the, how Jesus sounded. Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. We're going to read the same story. Also four verses in the Passion Translation, and then we'll, we'll go after that. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the Master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister, it's usually the sisters, that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her, a nice demanding little, little voice there, you should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, and I love the middle part, Martha, my beloved Martha, just kind of reaffirming something. Why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She's undistracted and I won't take, don't go to the next slide yet, and I won't take this privilege from her. The version I like best is the version that sounds like the following. It's not on the screen, but it sounds like the following. Raymond, my beloved Raymond. That's, that's the best version. Shouldn't we all agree with that? When we look into the mirror, that's, that's the best version. That's the version that we don't want to hear. And obviously, it's me, kind of, Lord, what are you speaking into my heart? Raymond, my beloved Raymond. Son, 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 son. Are you blaming again? Are you blame shifting again? Are you distracted again? So we're going to speak this morning on the next slide. Being in love versus doing for love. And little kind of sub subheading, this is a radical decision. This is a radical decision. The reason I say it's a radical decision is because of the culture and society we live in. It's a radical decision that we have to come to terms with. I, I need to decide to be in love with Jesus and not do so that I can get the love. 
It's, a, it's, a, it's truly, it's a radical decision. And it might not be your fault this morning as you have to maybe kind of contemplate, I think I need that radical decision. Or maybe like, thank you, Holy Spirit, for having prepped my heart for a long time. I've made that decision. I can now continue in that decision. But it's quite a radical one to go in a fast-paced world to go, but is, surely Martha, Martha wasn't all wrong. Was she all wrong? Was Mary all right? Who's right? Who's wrong? And sometimes in the high school context, whenever you mention a holiday or, or vacation or something like that, they go like, yes, that's my scripture. Um, so this is not the scripture that also speaks, great, finally, Jesus told me that I must do nothing and I must just sit. It's also, also not that one. Um, sorry for all the high school students. Also not that one. It's like, Jesus said to be lazy is not a bad thing. Like he said she chose it and it was a good thing. The whole thing about this moment, um, if you read a little bit of the context, is Jesus was on his way. That's, that's clear from Scripture. He was on his journey. So he passed by that home for that time. And Mary discerned the moment to go, I think I need time with him more now than what I need to wash the dishes. That's the point. The point is not continually, I'm just going to sit and do nothing. The point is, I need to now discern I need to now put the things away that I need to do and I need to now first be. Because just now when Jesus leaves again, the household chores are going to continue. It's stuff, it's life that needs to happen. The chores will continue, but I only have this time with him now. He's coming to my home now. So I need to be at his feet now. That ab- absorbing every revelation. I love the kind of the poetic bit. Of, of that, just absorbing the revelation, listening to him. The grass will be mowed later. Praise the Lord. We'll sort that out later. Now I need to be with him. And then later on, I can do the things, but it comes out of a being. Because of society being so fast paced. So here's something on the board that, that we have to kind of filter through. On the next slide, it says, I do, therefore I have, therefore I be. I do. Therefore I have, therefore I be. That is what is being pushed at us, at a, either in a subtle way or in a super strong way in your face, or slowly but surely kind of being conditioned into kind of having this as a, there's Raymond. Raymond does, therefore he has, therefore he, therefore he is. So I put up a few on the board, just for a few various contexts. If this is the case, I, I need to do. On the next slide it says the following. I do ministry. Therefore, I have a gift or a position or a title. Therefore, I can be loved. So I am loved because of what I do. That's, that's, that's this version. And it just, it's not the right version. In case you want to like, Raymond, what are you saying this morning? It's not the right version. But I do, and because of what I do, I have. And because of what I have, there's a certain sense of identity attached to what I have. And it's so subtle. That often it creeps into our hearts. That what I do brings me the security. What I do brings me the significance. What I do brings me the acceptance. So that's what I have. The danger is to, to, uh, to keep the nice feeling of security I need to keep on doing. Because it's fed out of the doing part. That's where the, that's where the energy comes from. That's where the identity comes from. Here's on the next slide. It might look like this. I do business. Therefore, I have security, finances, title. I don't have too much uh, space on the slide. I do business. I have security and title, and therefore, I'm loved. So everybody loves me because of the amount of money that I have. So I'm just going to keep on doing 
so that I can still be loved because of the amount of finances that I have. So the identity is fed out of doing. My life is fed out of the doing. Last one. I do arts, entertainment, whatever. Therefore, I have popularity. Therefore, I am loved. So me being loved is all based on my popularity, is all based on my arts gift or entertainment gift. This is often, uh, often in, the, in the musical world, etc. The, the people struggle to just be because they realize they have to keep on doing. Because the moment the doing subsides, but who am I now? Um, I'll mention the name just because it's public and you can go and read it on, I'm not sure, YouTube or, or, or Google. Phil Wickham, uh, a musical worship. And yes, he's an artist, contemporary Christian music. He brought out an album, um, Children of God, a few years ago. Uh, I think late 20, 2018, 19 odd. Phil Wickham brought out an album. And when the album started, I downloaded the album. And when it played, I heard something. I heard something. I'm like, there's something different to his music. And by accident, I stumbled upon his kind of reason behind him writing the album. I didn't know it. Um, it's not like we WhatsApp. Um, so I didn't know it. So, so I read it and we email. Um, it's more professional. I'm, I'm joking. So uh, I read the kind of the insert of, okay, this is the album. Da, 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 da. What happened was he had vocal cord problems. And he was faced with an identity crisis because of his vocal cord problems. Because his music career and his singing career was coming to a seeming end. So who am I going to be now if I can't sing anymore? Who am I going to be now if I can't lead musical worship anymore? If I can't write music? If I can't have albums? And God came and took him out of that pit of living from the doing instead of from the being. God did an amazing work in his heart. Went through the operation. Didn't have any vocal cord um, kind of relapses afterwards. And his album that came out after that moment, you could physically hear, like spiritually as well, like something is different in his music. Why? Something happened in his being. Same with G stays a G. What's the holy key? G sus, ne? the key of G sus. Um, that's, the, that's the holy key. And that's in our lives often the same that happens. We do something, it's the same, it's, it's, it's the same guitarist, it's the same song, but it feels different. It's the same preacher, but it feels different. It's the same businessman, but it feels different. Because something happened in their hearts. It's the same mom, but it feels different. It's the same dad, but it feels different. Same job, but there's a being that comes with it and not a doing. Next slide. Uh, I do, this is now still on, the, kind of on, on that trend, I do for love so that I can be loved. And the result on the next slide, our relationship with God is based on what we do and how much we do and our actions keeps us fulfilled. And this is the moment where we go and Satan knows that and that's why he knows how to throw petrol on a doing slash burning Christian. Because if I can get you to like the doing, the taste of doing, the feeling of doing, it's like, ah, oh, I really feel good now because of what I did. Here's another opportunity. Here's another opportunity. Here's another opportunity. Here's another opportunity. And then it's more petrol. It's more petrol. It's more petrol. But he doesn't add wood. He just goes petrol. And then at one stage when all the fumes are, what is it called? It's called a burnout. 
And he doesn't warn you about the burnout. He just leaves you there. Broken, destroyed, over life, even if business, ministry, parenting, whatever the case may be. He leaves you right there. Because he doesn't add wood to the fire. He just goes petrol. And when the fumes are gone, it's a burnout. And you just see the black mark on the tarmac. That's where the fire was, but now there's nothing. Just feeding it out of the doing. Revelation 2, here's our scripture just to, not to support the idea, but where we, where we get it from. And it's a, it's a strong scripture in, a, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 2 to 5. And we're just going to grab that one section for this morning. Jesus now speaking to the church. I think this was the church in Ephesus. I know your works, works, doing. I know your toil, forgot to highlight that, your toil, patient endurance. You cannot bear with those who are evil. But I've tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake. A lot of doing here. And you have not grown weary. Yes, we've stood. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. Enough of Phil Wickham. Let let me hit my own name with a plank. 2016 December was was going to be my last December as a as a as a single guy. What do we call it? Bachelor. And uh, July of that year, I started a specific ministry school journey. And we were now in the six month. We were we were halfway done. It was July to July. We had a December break for one month. And I was bachelor. So what am I going to do December? I love staying active. Uh, I love reading and maybe something, maybe I'll kind of paint the house or do garden or whatever. Just kind of a spread, spread my time over areas of life. So that December I decided I'm going to read through all my assignments of the first six months. I should have told you this earlier. You could have prayed for me back then. But um, I'm going to read through all my assignments for the first six months. Because if we start off in January, I don't want to go, oh, what was that thing in April or August again, September let it flow. So I'm going to read through all my assignments in December because I'm a bachelor. And I'm going to read through all the books in the Old Testament. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And one afternoon I was sitting on the couch. I woke up early. I'm a morning guy. Wake up, make a coffee, start reading. And I enjoyed it. It was good fun. So it's all theological stuff and evangelism stuff and discipleship stuff and planning church stuff. Oh, fantastic. And one moment I was sitting on the couch, and it was one of those grootskruk. Grootskruk, I don't think I have those jeans anymore. Like one of those, like I was cold, like, whoa, but I needed it. It was so strong, but so gentle. And the Holy Spirit said, Raymond, in all your reading, just don't miss me. But... Lord, it's theology stuff. It's discipleship stuff. It's evangelism stuff. People's lives are going to be changed. Old Testament, yeah. It's like in all your reading, just don't miss me. In all the doing, although it's biblical stuff, we can actually miss his heart as well. And that's not what he has for us. So that's, uh, that's my album change moment. On the next slide, we, we're going to do the, the opposite. It's a I be, therefore I have, therefore I do. This is the correct one. So if you want to start taking notes, now is the time to take notes. I be, therefore I have, therefore I do. Not I do, therefore I have, therefore I be. I be, therefore I have, therefore I do. And there's only one slide um, that I'm going to explain this in, and it says the following. I be, I am, a child of God. 
Therefore, I have security, acceptance, love, significance, however long you want to go. Therefore, I do as and when He says. That's the one that He has for us. And there you can put in anything. You can put business in there. You can put full-time vocational ministry in there, parenting in there, whatever the case might be. Because I am a son of God, I have security, so I don't have to do things for the approval. I'm approved by Him. Stamp of approval. Signed and sealed. Paid. Signed off. There we go. All those next. Stamp. 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 On all of our hearts. Approved. 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 Paid for. Paid for. That's who I am. And because of that, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I just do. As and when He says. So it's a life of obedience. It's a life of love. Not doing for the stamp. Living, if that makes sense, living from the stamp. That makes sense. Great. In uh, 2021, after COVID, um, schools were open, but not. Um, Kind of classes started, extramural activities weren't allowed. Um, So... And there's one specific high school that we, that we still go in on a, on a regular basis. They decided to change the way in what they're going to do with their kind of their Christian program. I'm going to speak slightly wider. I'm not going to give too much detail. They decided to kind of change the way in, in, in which they do it. Now, up until that point, we've done it for 16, 17, 18, 19. Okay, that was online. So kind of six years. We've been doing it for six years. And without any information, without any pre-acknowledgement, just boop change and the change meant everything changes so i went to the teacher and i said uh, a different school did exactly the same i don't i don't think you should do it this way just a little bit of experience a little bit of wisdom i don't think it's going to work out the way that you think it's going to work out but awesome so that meant that we were out for a year us as a local congregation serving into the school we were out for a year and that's the evening that I went home after receiving the news, and I cried. I sat in front of my window with a two-liter ice cream. It was good ice cream. And I finished the ice cream. I'm like, Jesus, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Help, help. And then I uh, should have had a five-liter. But anyway, I had a two-liter. And then all I heard the Lord say was, just go and love them for a year. I'm like, I don't have the mic. I can't love someone without the mic. You need the mic to love someone. Yes. Because we can say out of the mic and there's a whole PA system. A lot of, lot of speakers like, I love you. You need the mic most to love. Mosh. Eh? Someone in this week came and told me, like, Raymond, I figured out the word mosh in English. Then you can use that in the service. He said, what is it? It's like, obviously. Uh, mosh is still way better. Um, mosh is still way better. So, obviously, you don't know mosh. Um, so, you, must, you must need the mic to, to love people. So I'm for a full year. Going in love, love people, love people, love people, love people. How can I serve you best? And, I, and obviously I had to mean it. Uh, how can I serve you best? Can I help with this? Can I help with that? Da, 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 da. At the end of the year, we had more success than what we had in the previous year when we had the mic. One of two options. Either Raymond really shouldn't have the mic or, <laughs> or the Lord needed to do a work in Raymond afresh. Okay. We had more success that year because here's what happened. They asked at the end of the year, okay, please come back and do it again like you always did it. That was fantastic. But don't you have more people that just can come in and serve? Mentors, to, especially for the ladies. Don't you have more people? Like, yeah, we have. How much do you need? How much do you want? So we started and we took in a team. 
That year, that was now 2022, we had even more success. Wow, thousands coming to Jesus. No, a few people, we were just there with love at the right time to go, there's a, I think you were, you were that mentor. Um, there was a suicide situation. And there was a lady leader that could step right into and help and love best. And my communication to this team, um, there was about six, I think it was six women on that side, and we were about four guys. My communication to the ladies, because they had a different job description than us, I told them the following. Here's your, here's your job. You go in and you just love. Public school, certain things that we really can't do, and I've, I've, there, there's space for that. Um, but anyways, just go in and, and love. The amazing success we had in that year, because it's one heart. Like, you, you really want to be here. Like, yeah, we really want to be here. Like, we don't have to be here. We want to be here. We love you. We love, this year, it's exactly the same happened. Just because we are children of God, we don't do it so that we can be loved. We do it out of, out of love. Next slide. I be in love. Not so that I can be loved. I be in love so that love can do through me. Because ultimately that moment that they look into your eyes and they see Christ in you, that the heart breaks open and they want to have what you have. Uh, that happened on, on Friday morning. Uh, same school went into just spend some time in prayer and music worship um, with the students. Young lad. Um, and he said, can we please pray for his mom? Like, go for it. What, if you don't mind, can you share detail? And he said, yes, he's got partial paralysis and tunnel vision. Like, great, let's pray now. And laid, laid my hands on the guy and started praying. And that, imagine, young boy, it's his mom, snort in trana, standing under the tree. He's literally, he's crying. I took my jacket. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, if you have kids, it's, 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 it's normal. Um, it's like, yeah. There's net a bikini water mixed with some stuff. And, but he was, <laughs> he was crying so much right there. And the success, it's one heart that could sense the love of God. Um, someone is there to pray for you. I don't know her. Now I know her name. And we still trust him for that miracle. Um, and that's what happens when we can be sensitive to just being love. Results, our relationship with God, I be, I have, I do. Our relationship with God is based on who He made us to be and who we are in Him. And our actions are an outflow of our love and obedience for Him. No burnout in this one, just a groot braai, um, because it's relational and it's fueled by, by Him. Matthew, Matthew three sixteen to 17. This is the moment that Jesus comes to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. And this is what happens. In verses 16 to 17. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. Already Jesus is the eternally begotten Son of God. So it's actually a very important point. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, second part of the Trinity, like a dove, and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, which is the Father speaking, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This portion of Scripture, it's super critical for us to see that all three persons of the Trinity is involved in the moment that Jesus receives his identity without having done one miracle. He hasn't done anything. 
up until that stage. Apart from, obviously, growing character, he was a, a carpenter, so I'm not speaking about the physical things, the chores, etc., growing in life. I'm going the things that, that attracted the crowds, the things that can so easily boost the popularity, the things that can so easily, like, hey, I'm coming, it's me again, please come, please come. Please. Not one miracle. And the father says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And I think that's why a few chapters later when Jesus arrived at Mary and Martha's house, we went, Martha, my beloved Martha. Someone, if I can use this illustration, someone once told me that I'm his beloved son without doing stuff. Mary chose the correct option. Make sense? Mary chose. She sensed that moment. 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 1 to 3. Um, Paul's writing the following, and we're going to explain it a little bit in the next slide. This is the love, the, the love chapter. Can you feel the love? Um, he says the following. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, uh, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Ryan, thank you that you have love. It's not you. It's not you. <laughs> it's not you. You have love. And if I have prophetic powers... And understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. It's quite a shocker. Not I have very little. I have nothing. I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. It sounds a lot like Revelation 2. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, but I lost my first love. So here's my explanation on the next slide. If I speak, but I have not love. If I have prophetic powers, but I have not love. If I understand, but I have not love. If Raymond has faith, but has not love. If Raymond gives, but I have not love. If Raymond gives up his body to be burned, but I have not love. I have nothing. And I am nothing. So on the next slide is my... Summary, if I do, but I cannot be, I have nothing. According to scripture, if I do, but I cannot be, I have nothing and I gain nothing. And that's why my heart regularly needs the mirror moment. Am I or am I doing? I'm doing a lot of things, but what is the motivation for my doing? What is the stance of my heart? Is it a, Lord, I'm soaking in every revelation from you, like Mary sitting at your feet. I'm discerning. I'm hearing your voice. I need to clear some stuff out that we can hear your voice, that we can be in love so that the things that I do flows from the being and not that the things that I do hopefully boosts my being. If I be or if I do but cannot be, I have nothing. Paul, uh, in Philippians 3 I've never seen it in this way, but over the past week as I was meditating through the sermon, he gives us a great list of both. Uh, he gives us a list of how we did, and then he gives us a list of how we, kind of how we be, how he, how he, how he just is. And uh, verse 3 to 6 from Philippians 3, this is the Apostle Paul's, I just dubbed it the Apostle's Paul, the Apostle Paul's rather, I have list. If I speak, if I have, if I, this is his I have list. In the context of he was doing to be having to be being. And this is what he says. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason 
for confidence in the flesh. Okay? Give us your reason. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Nice. Give us your list. Circumcised on the eighth day. People of Israel. Tribe of Benjamin. Hebrew of the Hebrews. As to the law, Pharisee. As to zeal, persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Sweet. Now Raymond's list looks a lot like that. Like always went to church on a Sunday. Didn't do anything wrong according to him. Always combed his hair. Always tucked in his shirt. Always did his homework. For the most part was nice to his siblings. Um, prayed when I was supposed to pray. Colored in my picture when I was supposed to color in my picture. Na 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 na. Like just that whole list of plucky. That was his list. And then on the, on the second part, we have the Apostle Paul's love list. From being to having to doing. Here's his love list. Whatever gain I had, I counted as a loss. Again, that nothing. Whatever gain I had, that whole list of accomplishments, that whole list of doing, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. That is the most beautiful description. And be found in Him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, and may share His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And that's Paul's contrast. He started off with, this is what I did. So I thought I was the man. But all that list, I'm gaining nothing. Now I am the righteousness of God because of what Christ has done. That is a loss. And now the things I do, the life I live now, Galatians 2, I live in faith. That is his moment that he had. So as we come to an end, three slides, three scriptures. To know him is more than merely to know a doctrine about him. And that was my December 2016 moment. The doctrine was flowing. The word was flowing. The notes were flowing. But there's a hymn beyond the pages. Believers are brought not only to redemption, but to the Redeemer himself. Does that make sense? The Logos becoming Rhema. The written word becoming a revelational word in our hearts. To know Him is more than merely just to know a doctrine. It's not only redemption, although it's a big word and we all need the word, but we need the person that makes that word valid. The Redeemer makes the redemption. Next slide. Allow the Word of God to penetrate the core of your being so that you can become the message that you ultimately preach, speak, whatever context you're in, business, teaching, parenting, however. To allow the Word of God to be so soaked into you, to having absorbed the revelations as we've been with Jesus and as we are in Jesus, so that we don't speak or help people out of a head knowledge, but people are actually changed when they see our hearts and we become that message. Last statement, and then three scriptures. And that whole thing, this is a radical decision. To end our addiction to tasks and doing. We flee from overcommitments so that we can be before we do. 
And uh, this specific slide, a um, little bit of detail, a little bit of vulnerability. Um, Eliana wasn't well for the whole of Friday and the whole of Saturday. And I'm preaching on Sunday. For Friday and for Saturday, my laptop was, luckily I was mostly done. It was just there. And as dad, I'm firstly his son, then I'm a husband, then I'm a dad, then I'm a motorcyclist, enthusiast, and, 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 and then along the side of the list, preaching comes into that. Full-time vocational ministry is part of that. But for two days, I had a choice of now doing the ministry or being with my daughter that is really battling through something. And praise God, the release came. Just to, just to have that moment. Hour by hour by hour, waiting for the thing just to kind of leave, if you will. Just being in the moment is of much more value than, Inga, all the best, I'm preaching on Sunday. I'm past the God card. I'm preaching on Sunday, you sort it out, you be, so that I can do. And it's often situations like that. And I'm not saying the Lord sent the sickness, I don't believe that. But He used it in a sovereign way to just help me to face my sermon even before I'm here. Like, great, I can't do now. Oh, I can, but I don't, I want the focus to be on her. And what does she need? And how can we pray best? How can we, what can we do just to, just to bring a, a relief for that, little, for that little person? We can be before we do. And I want to end off with three scriptures. I'm just going to read it. I want to read it prayerfully over us. So receive this as word. Receive this as prayer in the context of you are loved by him. And because we're loved by him, we're going to do as he says, when he says. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If I can just add a, a little bit to, to that weight. And I'm excited to, to dig into it a little bit deeper. And I found this out yesterday, yesterday evening. There's a context to that weight that actually has to do with sound. And then I went. Yeah. Because as we wait, we can hear clearly. Does that make sense? So I'm excited. Just gonna, it's a waiting and it's a, it's a longing for and it's a tarry. But there's a component to the base word that actually has to do with sound. Anyways, John 17, 3. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true supreme and sovereign God. And in the same manner, know Jesus as the Christ whom you have sent. That's life. And as we end... Psalm 46, 10 to 11. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Being in love versus doing for love. It's a radical.